The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated.
don't get too comfortable, choir members, um, because we're all picking up and we're going to go into the gathering space. You can leave your purses, everything here. They'll be fine. You will return to them. But we're in the gathering space this morning. So up we go. Out we go. Dr. Seuss. I am going to read. I'm sure that. Make, have a seat. <laughs> that whole changing. We got a chair for you, Pershing. All right, I know, changing it up, messing y'all up. But it was so funny as we're walking down the center aisle. You can leave those doors open, Dwayne. As we're walking down the center aisle, people were like, oh, Dr. Seuss, she's got a Dr. Seuss book. She's going to read Dr. Seuss to us. I have to tell you, I am a sucker for Dr. Seuss. I love Dr. Seuss. I've used his books over many, many years of, of being in theater. Um, Fox and Socks is the best tongue twister book. And for getting actors' tongues all loosened up, um, before putting them on stage. So it was always a quick warm-up that we used. I, I love Dr. Seuss. And I, as much as I've read Shakespeare in my life, I have to confess I've read more, more Dr. Seuss than Shakespeare. And I think that's the way life is supposed to be. There is no better way to spend a rainy day than reading Cat in the Hat, right? What else would you read on a rainy day than Cat in the Hat? And there's nothing quite like the, the poetic over and over of green eggs and ham and, of course, the wonderful surprise at the end. It is impossible, I believe, to read Dr. Seuss without having a huge smile across your face at some time. Well, I did not know about this book, On Beyond Zebra. Have any of you heard of On Beyond Zebra? This was one of Dr. Seuss's first books. It was written in 1955. And yes, I'm going to read a portion. But if you want to hear the rest of the book, meet me out here after worship, and I will read the rest of this book to you. But here it is. Now, you have to mind you, I am not the preschool teacher. That is my sister. So she can read upside down and backwards, and I'm not as gifted at that as she is. But here we go. Are you ready for a little Dr. Seuss? Said Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell, my very young friend who is learning to spell, the A is for ape, the B is for bear, the C is for camel, and H is for hare. The M is for mouse, and the R is for rat. I know all the 26 letters like that. Through to Z is for zebra. I know them all well, said Conrad Cornelius O'Donnell O'Dell. So now I know everything anyone knows from beginning to end, from the start to the close, because Z is as far as the alphabet goes. Then he almost fell flat on his face on the floor when I picked up the chalk and drew one letter more, a letter he had never dreamed of before. And I said, you can stop if you want with Z, because most people stop with the Z, but not me. In the places I go, there are things that I see that I never could spell if I stopped with the Z. 
I'm telling you this because you're one of my friends. My alphabet starts where your alphabet ends. And Conrad Cornelius goes on, and he introduces us to 20 more letters that you've never dreamed of. My favorite is um. Have you heard of the letter um? It comes right after wombus, the letter wombus. This then is just one step further past wom is for wombus, and there you'll find um. And the um is for umbus, a sort of a cow with one head and one tail. But to milk this great cow, you need more than one pail. She has 98 faucets that give milk quite nicely. Perhaps 99, I forget quite precisely. And boy, she is something most people don't see because most people stop at Z, but not me. And so Conrad Cornelius introduces us to, to all these fantastic new letters. And in so doing, introduces us to a whole other fantastic world of, of things we could never imagine. And honestly, that's where we find Jesus this morning. Maybe not with the wombus or with the letter um, but in introducing a, a whole new vocabulary to the disciples. You see, this is his farewell discourse this morning that we hear Jesus saying. And, and he commands us, to love one another. And in so doing, in, in turning the world upside down as Jesus does, he opens up for us a whole new possibility of, of a way in which to be, to be with each other, with our world, a way in which of, of dreaming how God might be. You see, one of the things that was so incredible about Jesus and early Christianity one of the reasons why the Jesus movement just accelerated in, in popularity is because Jesus welcomed everyone. Up until then, there were so many laws and, and so many rules about, about who belonged and, and who didn't. And, and frankly, most people didn't belong there. And if it was left to them, there is not a single person out in this gathering space this morning that would have been good enough or right enough to be able to walk through those doors. If you are a woman, you don't go in. If you're a child, you don't go in. If you are sick, you don't go in. If you are Mark because you are lame, not that Mark's lame, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I mean, he has bad knees. Then you don't go in. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Lord, forgive me for that right there. <laughs> you don't go in. If you are a sinner, you don't get to go into the sanctuary, into the temple, into the holy place. And so Jesus said, no longer. And he said, you have a new commandment to love one another as God has loved you. And Jesus said, everyone belongs. As he called the children to be among him, as he called the sick and the lame, as, as he healed and gave sight to the blind, as he welcomed the women who became the first preachers of the resurrected Christ, he said, you belong and you get to go in and you are part of God's vision and plan for God's world. In early Christianity, there were religions that men would go and worship all on their own. 
And there were religions where where women would go on their own and worship. But Christianity was the first, the very first religion in which families could worship together. And that was part of its appeal and why it accelerated so quickly. Because a family could go in one place and, and worship together and hear the same preaching, receive the same sacrament, have a story to share together, to know what it was like to confess together as a family with a larger family called the church. This day, Jesus, in his farewell discourse, gives us a new commandment to love one another as he has loved us. And because of his covenant with us, with you and I, we get to enter into that sanctuary because he has said that we are worthy and we are deserving and that he died once and all for each and every one of us, regardless of how lame we might be. He has said, welcome into my holy place. Regardless of who you are or where you are. And so let us enter now into that sanctuary and offer our worship and praise so that together we may model the love of Jesus Christ and our joy may be complete. Amen. Please enter with me singing.